Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone Live from the Warehouse. Come by and see us. We do have some jazz gear for you. Gear up for the playoffs, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Uh, he's a columnist at the Daily Memphian. He also is the host of the Jeff Calkin Show on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. We welcome him back to the Big Show. He is Jeff Calkins. What's going on, Jeff? I'm okay. How are you all? Hey, uh, we're we're doing great. Love playoff basketball. It's got to be fun to have it back there in Memphis as well. Oh, it is a lot of fun, and it's sort of an unexpected pleasure because I think you know this team is a little ahead of schedule, um, and so a lot of times when the playoffs arrive, you anticipate them and you look forward all year to them. And I think that was the hope this year, but I don't think people expected necessarily to be one-one with Utah. I'm at this stage on this day. We had heard that uh, that the Grizzlies really weren't all that proficient at half-court offense. Well, there's, they've scored <laughs> that last game. 129 points ain't bad. Uh, what what are you seeing at the offensive end with this team? John Morant is just terrific. Dylan Brooks, terrific. Valanciunas is nobody's idea of chopped liver. I mean, this team looks good. Yeah, typically most year they most of the year they've been very good in transition, forcing turnovers and on the break. I mean, obviously the big difference has been Ja. Is that um, um, <laughs> there throughout the year? There are times when he is aggressive. We used to call it fourth. Last year there was such a thing as fourth quarter Ja when he would decide to to take over. And this year it was sort of intermittent. Um, and very clearly, he has given the big stage and it really began before the Utah series. It was, you know, there was two games against golden state and a game against San Antonio in the, the last week of the regular season, the last game of the regular season. And then the play in games um, when he's been just sensational. And you know, when you have Ja who can go, can go anywhere he wants. Um, and, 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 you know, and then he's setting up Jonas, if you help off of them or Dylan is, I mean, this is, as good and efficient as Dylan has been, um, that makes for a pretty pretty explosive recipe. Um, it is interesting because one of the, the issues has been for this team, sometimes they shoot threes, sometimes they don't. When they do, you know, when Grace isn't hitting threes or Desmond Bain is hitting threes, um, when Jaron Jackson is healthy and hitting threes, then it creates a whole new dimension. That has You have not really seen that in these first two games. It's literally been just sort of jogged on, you know, going wherever he wants and creating. Jeff, we, uh, we actually played a, a clip from your show yesterday talking about this series. And from that clip, I get the impression that maybe a little rivalry is forming with uh, Grizzlies and jazz fans. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's funny cause I just got off the, the call with, uh, and before that Taylor Jenkins and it's obviously unfortunate that a handful of fans out there have um, instead of just a pure healthy bile that you can have in a 
you know, series and that you get in the best series, really. Like um, certainly the Grizzlies and Clippers used to have that. The Grizzlies in Oklahoma City used to have that. Um, and, and you, quote, unquote, hate the other team in the way that you do in sports, right? It's, 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 um, but it's, it's all in good fun. And so I lament, obviously, for, for all kinds of reasons, um, sort of the incidents that everybody's talking about. And that's what, uh, um, you know, I mean, the truth of the matter is a good deal of his press availability today was people asking Josh questions about his family in Utah and, and then Taylor Jenkins the same thing. And so, you know, the hope is, is that there will be none of that as the series go forward, either in Memphis or in Utah, um, because I do think that it's funny. You know, obviously these, obviously these cities are – these teams are connected by Mike Conley, who Memphis fans still adore. But also they're connected because they're both, you know, they're both small market teams that can't, can't attract free agents, particularly that don't get a lot of um, respect in the national media. And so – it's funny. Before the playoffs began, I said, "Listen, I'd like I'm going to be rooting for Utah and Milwaukee, if if you know you know beyond the Grizzlies, just because those are the kind of teams that have a hard time in this modern era of the NBA when teams when players like to cluster together in the most glamorous cities. So there's a lot that unites these 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 markets, honestly. And so I hope that all the um, whatever whatever animosity is building up can be kept um, in the sort of good, clean fun department. I think that uh, the booing of Dylan Brooks is one thing, but the fact that three idiot fans, uh, you know, act in a way that is completely unacceptable certainly is not a reflection of jazz fans as a whole. And uh, that's probably clear to most uh, clear thinking people. Yeah. But don't let that reflect what uh, right. the fan base here in Utah really is about. There are some idiots, that's for sure. But oh, well, and there are idiots most. everywhere. There's, yeah. there's idiots everywhere and there's racists everywhere. And I, I can't guarantee that you know, that, that on any given night, something won't happen. And, you know, in, in Memphis, some idiot won't say something that he's not supposed to, you know, that, that's unacceptable. I think the hard thing from your perspective, this would be, this would be hard from my perspective, is when people talk, like Josh said today, and this, I'll just tell you what he said on his call, he said he brought a lot of people, of family to Utah because he heard about the reputation of Utah. Taylor Jenkins was asked about Utah, had he heard this, you know, about Utah before, and he said yes. And so I'm not saying that's anything about Utah. The truth matters, you know, heck, I covered the Olympics out there. I had a lovely time in Utah, and I'm not making any assumptions about Utah. It's just from, from that vantage, I imagine, the difficult thing for all the, the good, the good um, clear-thinking Utah fans is to, be, is to be besmirched like that, not just for this one incident, but when people start to say you have a reputation, that would be painful. And I think it's probably why – the jazz are so um, responsible and aggressive about dealing with the bad apples when they crop up. Jeff, I want to ask you about Dylan Brooks, but I want to ask uh, about his game offensively because his defensive credentials are, are pretty terrific. Uh, but uh, I said after game one, boy, that was the best game of his career offensively. I don't know if he could do that again. And then despite foul trouble in game two, he was excellent again. What is, uh, what is, who is the real Dylan Brooks on offense? <laughs> well, it's funny. The real Dylan Brooks for a long time was tried to force too much, honestly. Like, 
and 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 he had a very mixed reputation among Grizzlies fans because you'd you'd wince when Dylan tried to take twenty three shots and tried to you know be bigger than he he was. Um, but about the last two thirds of the season, he has um, been dramatically more efficient. Um, and when Dylan is at his best, it, you'll note it's not banging in three pointers. It, it's really kind of an old school game. It's you know it's it's getting to. Um, a mid-range shot and knocking it down. Um, the, the stuff, you know, he, when he starts going to the rim, he's not always effective. But the, the bad Dylan, which we've seen here for a long time, for, or at least for a good a little while, is can be can think he's Kobe. You know, the, the good Dylan is when he gets that mid-range shot, he can be very accurate. And, uh, and, and he, increasingly we've seen more and more and more of the good Dylan. Tell us a little bit about Taylor Jenkins. What do you make of him as his performance as Grizzlies coach? Well, I don't know overall how you can be anything but pleased in the sense that um, uh, it was a it's, it's a team that just you know writ large has it was not picked by anyone to be in the playoffs and is in the playoffs um, and. Um, and if you look at the individual players, at the way that – I mean, just look how young this team is. They throw out Xavier Tillman, a second-round pick this year. They throw out Desmond Bain, a, a non-lottery pick this year. Um, they have John Morant in his second year. They, I mean, it's, you know, right down the line. Um, the, the, the sort of three middle-aged guys are Dylan, Jonas, and Kyle, all of whom are having their best seasons easily under Taylor Jenkins. And so I don't know. Now people can criticize, excuse me, that's my dog barking there. <laughs> people can criticize various rotations as they will any coach. Right. And it's weird. Like in the age of zoom, I know Taylor Jenkins less well than I know any have known any sort of Grizzlies coach of years past, just because you don't get to know, you know, one Zoom question, and like off you go. And so, and he's very buttoned down from in his in the way he approaches press conferences. But, um, but I think there are quibbles. I mean, there was a silly challenge that uh, officials challenged that he had the other night, and then there was a critical challenge against Golden State where he didn't make it. And there are different rotation questions you can have. But generally speaking, he's like like this team. He's young. He's the second youngest coach in the league. And yet he's done, I think you have to say, an admirable job. Jeff, thank you very much for dropping by and uh, sharing a little wisdom. We well, thanks for being you. with us. Thanks, thanks for inviting me, and I look forward to the rest of this. should be fun. Back at you, Jeff. Thank you very much. Jeff Calkins, uh, he's a columnist for the Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins radio show on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. Yeah, he got after jazz fans pretty hard the other day. When we played that, it was uh, interesting to hear how he he almost used your phrase "sports hate." You know, that's all right. <laughs> Jeff, no, I, may, I, Jeff I, may have made an appearance in Happy Hour today, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he did. He used the word "bile." Um, I he, I think that's a pretty <laughs> interesting word. But I I do like the rep uh, the relationship that develops between fan bases and ignore the. I'm, I'm not talking about the extreme right. story yeah, today. I'm talking about the, you know, like, all oh, those Grizzlies fans or all oh, those Jazz fans, they're the worst. The, the, the fun sports part of it, you know? I right. like that, that it develops. And you mentioned that it develops in playoff series, you know? Probably more so than any other time. Absolutely. And and, and playoffs are so intense that, that it, it gets that much hotter. Yeah, it boils over. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.